This week's episode of the Two Brothers in Their Sports podcast is sponsored by Triangle Hearing Services of Cary. Triangle Hearing Services of Cary is where better hearing begins. Their doctors of audiology have had 40 years plus experience and are considered experts in their field. At Triangle Hearing, their number one priority is to improve the quality of a person's life through better hearing. Each patient will be fit with a hearing device that meets their individual hearing needs. If you know someone who could benefit from their hearing services, have them call Triangle Hearing at 919-636-3006 to schedule an appointment with one of their doctors. You can be confident that you have chosen the best in hearing healthcare. Welcome to this week's episode of the Two Brothers in Their Sports Podcast. Our topics this week are Leonard Fournette signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Lionel Messi staying with FC Barcelona after almost switching teams, and all NBA news. But first, we talk about Leonard Fournette signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also, as an extra note, we will be releasing our episodes Sunday morning now instead of Saturday morning. Thanks. So for Tom Brady... He has so many weapons now. Fournette was 70. He had like 76 catches last year. Fifth for catches. Fifth for most catch passes in the NFL for a running back. And that's really good. Because from Tom Brady's history. Yeah, but running backs are mainly. He doesn't need any good wide receivers as long as he has good running backs. But running backs are mainly. With the exception of Randy Moss. And also, now they have Chris Godwin. They have Mike Evans. Their tight ends are stacked. They're really good. Yeah, but running backs are signed for running the ball, they not for passing. He was fifth in running last year, too. So he's a top five back in, in running and receiving. Okay, but what I don't understand, why would the Jacksonville Jaguars from 2018 being in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots and Tom Brady, they released almost their whole defense and they didn't release most of their defense or traded away whatever you want to say well, they didn't and they lost now they lost Leonard Fournette which is like the final piece that was holding them together and they're, I don't think they're I, rebuilding I can't changing. see I can't see Gardner Minshew just playing and trying to get the ball to just DJ Chark and Leonard Fournette Why? was such a good Leonard Fournette was such a good player. Now we just signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it I don't think it'll change that much because uh, really? yes, because even if he was healthy, that's why they released him. I know, but Ronald Jones is also there. I, that doesn't mean a lot, but Ronald Jones is also there. They yeah. Leonard Fournette is gonna run the they they don't run the ball that much. What I didn't like about this what? move is in Jack in Jacksonville, they didn't have good uh pretty good they only had okay wide receivers, so they ran the ball a lot. The the Buccaneers now they have DJ Chark. I, that's why I said okay. Last year he was. That's not okay. That's amazing. Well, last year you think DJ Chark is amazing after one year? Last he played year, amazing last year. If you play okay. amazing, you can't say you think they're amazing. I think his year last year was amazing, just like Christian McCaffrey's year was good last year. I mean, amazing. okay, but the Buccaneers have so many weapons on the perimeter. Um. 
um, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Rob Gronkowski, and Tom Brady just to cap it off. They don't. I don't see a need for Leonard Fournette. And now the goal can pass to a great running back, a top five running back. But if they have all those weapons and Tom Brady came there, Bruce Arians is a passing, a, a passing coach. No, he and isn't, and he can change. And think about how good. How is he Fortnite not? Is. Wait, how is he? How is he not? How is he not a passing? Is in his first year, I know, but he how, carried them to the AFC Championship game without a proper offense. Okay, but how is he a pa- not a passing coach? Now if he had thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions, if he. Jameis Winston threw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions last year. Jameis Winston did that. How is he not a passing? How is he not a passing coach? Because you can't say that he's a passing coach. Who was they throw Who was their running back last year? Think about running. Do you think any who coaches? Was running do you think any year? coaches are running coaches? I do. Jason Garrett liked to run a lot. Tell me, Sean McVay. Think about this. Dak Prescott. How close was he to beating to to beating the single season yard Cowboys record? Just tell me, yes or no. How close? One yard, but it was okay, set by yeah, Tony Romo, and no, it was set by Tony Romo, and he, he only threw like four thousand five hundred yards, not even past no, five thousand. Whatever, not even past five thousand. Not even past that. Close to five thousand. But he never and passed. Jason Garrett was a running coach, so that and so you see. Wait, just tell me, who was their running back when Tom, when Tony Romo threw that many yards? Who was their running back? Demarco Murray. No, not that year when Tom, when Tony Romo threw that many yards. Yes, probably. And wait, let's keep going. So, you said Sean McVay. Jared Goff was ranked one of the best QBs when they made it to the Super Bowl that year. You said yourself Sean McVay was a running coach. Yes. Okay. Did you see okay, what he did with Todd Gurley? you're a passing coach doesn't mean that you can't run the ball. Who do you think has our passing coaches? Uh, Bruce Arians. Okay, let's just say Drew Brees, okay? Uh, Sean McVay. No, no, Sean... that's not even true. Okay, who's... who's a... Ah, uh, let's see. I would partly consider Pete Carroll on partly. Pete Carroll, partly. I, their running backs have been good for ages. That's Chris Carson. I said, I said partly because he runs the ball too. Thomas Rawls. They've been. Oh, they've yeah, but you're good. gonna say he's not Penny. Okay, he's not a. Okay, he's. You're saying he's not a passing he's coach. He's still gonna go. He's on. not a passing coach. But what did they do at the one yard line of the Super Bowl? They passed. They didn't run the ball. They passed it. That. So why are we relating this to this topic? All I'm saying is, if you're a passing coach, that doesn't mean you're, that, that your runner is gonna be really good. I bet you there's been lots of passing coaches where the running backs were Hall of Fame running backs and led the league in rushing years and years. And that's not because you're not a running coach. That's not why. You can be a passing coach, which means you focus on passing, but you still run the ball a lot because to have a good football team, you need to have a running game and a passing game. And every single team that's ever been good yes, has I know. not only had one of those. And you said to, um, Tony Romo's season was 4,900. It was actually 4,335, so back to 4,334. Patrick Mahomes in his first year starting... Through more than five thousand yards, it is because some people are calling going to be the goat. You can't compare the goat. Okay, fine. James Winston has been the best player for the past two years. Has been the player last year and two years ago. Okay, did James Winston throw over five thousand yards last year? Did he lead the NFL in passing last year? Yes, Yes, to both exactly five thousand yards. And you're saying Dak is not? You're saying Dak was close to the Cowboys' all-time record. James Winston cares about the all-time record. James Winston has four thousand yards. It's really good. I know, but James Winston has four thousand yards, and that doesn't even connect. Okay, okay. The passing coach and running coach. I know, but James Winston threw over five.
5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 30 picks, and you're saying Bruce Arians is not a passing coach. No, he isn't. The GOAT of soccer, Lionel Messi, changing teams? So Lionel Messi almost changed teams. Man City was crunching their numbers. Well, we don't know yet. Yeah, no, no, he said that he would stay with FC Barcelona. So after all, so basically once they, after they lost 8-2 to Bayern Munich, everyone thought that was um, a huge loss. It was in the Champions League, and they fired their manager. They, they hired a new manager, and Messi didn't like their new system. He said he was bored of Barcelona. Um, there were reports that he was bored of Barcelona. And their president reportedly said he would step down to have Messi as, to keep Messi on Barcelona. And then Man City was crunching their numbers, Sevilla, um, a bunch of um, Champions League, I mean, Premier League teams, Chelsea, Borussia Dortmund, were all trying to get Lionel Messi. And then PSG entered, he made the, uh, Messi re, was, may have reunited with Neymar, they were both talking. But in the end, after all that, Lionel Messi stayed with FC Barcelona. Well, we don't know that. We can't just take his word until we see something else. I know, I know but his, his, word. his dad came. He talked to... His dad came, talked to the management system, and they never got a deal. So we still don't really know. Yeah, but Messi Maybe said... they'll change their mind. There's always been cases in sports where people say maybe they're going to stay or, or something like that. And then they change their mind. Yeah, but... Lionel Messi is a great player. If he was went to Man City, Man City would be OP. De Bruyne, they would have um, who was the runner up to the Ballon d'Or, I think. And then they had um, um, they have Raheem Sterling, and then so many more people, Sergio Guerrero, all those t- uh, players. And then Messi would just cap them off. He'd put them over the top, and they would definitely win the Champions League. But um, I I think it's, it's not crazy. all about the Champions League. I know, but all, I think this is just really crazy because Lionel Messi is an amazing player. He only has probably three or four, maybe five good years left in him, just like Tom Brady, except Messi's like 10 years younger. Um, but Lionel Messi, after all that, just decided to stay with Barcelona. And I I don't know about you, Ars, but I just think that was absolutely useless what they did, and that literally resulted in nothing. It was all just drunk. So what I, so what I think is... If he wanted money, he would have just, he would have been world's first billionaire, like, stock athlete billionaire by now. Easy. Yeah. He just keeps switching teams, keep getting more and more money. But he stayed in Barcelona, like, in that system, I think since he was, like, 13? 14, yeah. Something like that. That's a long time. Joy, just I to put it in perspective. 30, that's, like, 20 years. Just to put it in perspective, Xavi was his friend. Um, and Xavi already retired. He played Xavi for Spain. Retired so long. I know he played for Spain national team. He won. I think. I think he won one World Cup with them. But Xavi, he played with Xavi, and now Xavi's retired. And that just shows you how long Lionel Messi has been in this club. And then on the side from Lionel Messi in this issue, we missed Luis Suarez just transferred to Juventus to add to um to add to Cristiano Ronaldo's resume and his team. If he wanted good, like I was talking about money now, if he wanted to be on a good team, he'd go to Juventus. But if he, well, I think what he wanted in the end is just he, he doesn't really care about that because he has enough of the, all that stuff by now. And to prove your point, yeah, Iniesta, I think he was a little she bit older, with Iniesta, but he yeah. made, he made, um, Messi made the pro team before Iniesta. And Iniesta 
retired like two years ago. Last year, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's a long time And then um, he played with Mascherano. Mascherano retired two years ago. So all these great players, Messi, that just shows how high a level he is. He's basically like the Tom Brady of soccer, except he doesn't last as long as Tom Brady. Well, he might. We don't know yet because he's only 30. 34, yeah. Something he's like that. he's just such an amazing player saying playing at such a high level when all his like all the people he grew up with retired and it just puts in perspective what if you're this kind of caliber player and you're trying to transfer like Tom Brady, it's basically the same exact craze. And I love the comparison, Lionel Messi versus Tom Brady, because both of them basically have the same build, even though they play different sports and they both live their life and, basically and the same way. Also like LeBron. All three of these goats, some people call the goats, I don't really think LeBron's a goat, I think MJ is. Yeah, but, but anyway, all goats, three yeah. of these goats have been playing for a long time at a high level. And yeah, and then when they all hit the free agency market, everything went crazy, and it. some of them switched teams. Messi, I think, was the first one to do all this and then stay on the same team. But I just think this, is, this was a crazy, crazy um, whole incident. Um, I don't think it was useless. I mean, I don't think it was um, useful. The, um, and he, Lionel Messi got his dad involved, and I think Lionel Messi knows better than that, and I think that this doesn't really change anything. Now we're going to talk about all the NBA news that has happened in the bubble so far. So I'll just take the past few Rocket series. They actually went to Game 7 against the um, Thunder. Thunder and... Against CP3, who used to be on the Rockets for, I think, one year or half a year, something like one that. One year, yeah. They traded him to the Thunder for Russell Westbrook, actually. So, two connections with these two. And um, Harden, like you said in the after game, he offensively, he played like, I'm not going to say that word, but he played... Like crap, like he, crap. We'll just say that, like crap. Yeah, he played bad. And... Um, Really, he really wasn't good at all during the game, except for the last play, and this is what I'm going to get into. They had a clear shot, but Harden made an amazing defensive stop, which he's not known for. Well, he's then, known to not play defense. If, if it's and an amazing... actually made a clutch play, which he always does, but not on the defensive but side. But if, if it's an amazing shot, why was Dort taking it, and why was CP3 inbounding it? That doesn't make sense. Yes, it does, because CP3 isn't a shot taker. He's, well, he's Dort, like a point guard. Is Dort, is Dort a, a shot taker? Is Dort? Yes, he's he was no, good. He was good that night. He, I think if I'm saying what I really think, I think he would have made that shot. But Harden, and it looked good coming out of his hands, but Harden made a clutch defensive stop, blocking it, and then he tried um, the the um, other player, Dora. Dora, yeah, Dora. Yeah, yeah, he tried to throw the ball at Harden, and Harden jumped, somehow timed it perfectly, and opened his legs so that the ball would go out of bounds. That's just, that's just a clutch, hard play. It's not like a new 21st century step back three for the win. But it's still that kind of clutch. And yeah. then they they won that game because of that. And they made it to the Lakers. And we're going to talk about this a little bit when you take the Lakers, if, or if I take the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. But against the Trailblazers. But the Lakers got creamed. And I think that's all we have to say for now, and then we'll move on. Yeah, so I'm obviously going to take the Nuggets, um, Nuggets Jazz series. Jamal Murray versus, um, Don- versus Donovan, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. The matchup for the ages. Two young players that have been in the league four or five years, and they were literally in control. 
it, before Game 7, in Games 3, I mean, in Games 4, 5, and 6, Jamal Murray averaged 47.3 points. Just let that sink in. In three games, he had 142 points combined. He ha- he isn't even really that much of a star until the bubble. And that's where you really see he may not be a superstar yet. But he's, going, he's, he's emerging, yeah. He is clutch. I don't remember what champ it was, but I think, yeah, down the stretch, first in the fourth quarter, he scored in, like, 20s. Down the stretch, he scored, like, 15 straight of their points. And then in overtime... He blasted the other team. He's clutch. He is their closer. Yeah, and Jokic made the game-winning shot for Game 7. And that was a relatively low-scoring game. I think it was 80-76 or something like that. We have to give him credit for that, though. I know. That means both teams' defense was amazing that game. Or they just kept missing shots. Whichever whichever perspective you want to take. But then I'm going to take the Miami Bucks series. Um, It was the conference semifinals. The Bucks are down 0-3, so the um, the Heat have won three straight games. That's crazy. And I'm just going to talk about not the game that just happened 115-100, to but I'm going to talk about the 116-114 to game, the one that ended in a very questionable foul. So I'll just walk, in case you guys haven't seen it, I'll walk you through. So um, Middleton shot a three, um, and then Dragic was there. He, was, he didn't even jump. He was standing there. They called a foul for a three-point shot. Uh, on the three-point shot, he got free throws, and then um, Middleton. They came down. Credit. That was I know, drawing that foul, yeah. Ice. And then um, Jimmy Butler came down the other end. Um, he was in the corner. Shot clock was running down, and game clock too. They sh- he shot the ball. Um, there was clean. Giannis came off his man and slightly. I'll say slightly. You can contest all you want, but I'm gonna say slightly pushed. Why Jimmy, he would? He, did, he didn't even push. He just touched him, and they called. Foul right there, and um, why he would put his hand there I know. is beyond me. I know, and then Jimmy why Butler need to do just needed to make one, made both clutch right there. With, with no points. time left. No time left. I know. I've never so, seen that before. Um, but I know in the NFL you have to have a ten second runoff. It sounds like that, but um, but this that was just a crazy game. And then there's also a bunch of other series. I'm just gonna say the Celtics um beating the Raptors two one OG and. OG Anobi and Anobi um hit the game winning shot, but that series is just the young Celtics team taking advantage. Yeah, so like you were saying, the Nuggets they actually got to the Clippers now, and I think Game Two is coming, coming up. Yeah, yeah, but the Clippers kind of like won by twenty three. That's pretty good, but still enough for a comeback. And then going back to the Lakers, they lo- I think they beat the Trailblazers in six or five. I think six, yeah. But or whatever, no, five, five, five. Whatever it was, the Trailblazers are a good team, but we've already talked about this. They're not good enough to beat the Rockets and in the Lakers. I, yeah, I mean the Lakers, and yeah, I think that's. Well, what did you think about the Rockets um, Lakers game? Because they beat them by fifteen points, which is as much as the Heat beat the Bucks, the number one team in the whole NBA. So, what do you think about that? Do you think the Rockets played good, the Lakers played bad, or was it just a lapse in the Lakers play? The Rockets played amazing. The Lakers played horrible. And I think that this is what's going to happen. I believe the Rockets will win the series. They have James Harden. They have Russell Westbrook. They have their... And then they have Eric Gordon. They have P.J. Tucker. They 
Had yeah, but Chicago, do you want me to, I don't know what happened to him. He got traded. But, but do you want me to name who the Lakers have? Anthony Davis, LeBron, LeBron. James. Okay, I both think, I think, wait, both before you say anything else, Anthony Davis and Lon, LeBron James combo is way better than James Russell Harden and, and Russell Westbrook. Well, I don't know about that because, yes, defense, probably, maybe, but often, well, Russell's Rashford's defense is awesome. I know, yeah. Has a block. But anyway, but offense, Harden is going to score maybe for you, like 50, 60, and Westbrook's going to score like 30 and get like 15 assists for yeah. you. So you're already, you're pretty set. And then um, just moving on, this just happened this week. Obviously, we only highlight this, this week's news, but um, NBA Rookie of the Year was given out to Ja Morant, 99 out of 100 votes. Ja said he would he would want the name of the voter that didn't vote for him, who voted for Zion, who placed third. Second was Kendrick Nunn, and um, I think that I think that Ja Ja beat this. Ja had the most scoring by a rookie and won by like two hundred seventy points to Kendrick Nunn. So that just shows how crazy Ja Moran was. I would have voted for him, and I if I were that one voter, I would have made this a unanimous win for Ja. I think this was a perfect vote. I do agree with him. He should know who didn't. He, he should know who didn't do it because I mean, not really. I mean, it's, it's for safety though. But unanimous and not unanimous. Even if you win, you're way more you're way more happy if you're unanimous. And I think same with Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter wasn't unanimous, and for some reason this story hasn't gone viral, but it should be because he should have been unanimous. It was but just he because he fired a bunch of Marlins people since he owns part of the Marlins. He fired a bunch of people, and one of the people that voted was was, was one fired, of the people he fired. One of yeah. the people he fired. So obviously they have some bad blood there. But I believe he should, uh, D- DJ should have been the second unanimous player. And so should have Ja. There's no reason why you'd vote for Zion. He was this person. Obviously, I hate the Grizzlies or loves the Pelicans. Well, it was, probably a little bit of both. Or they're a Duke fan. But I would think this is like a little bit of bias. But if I had that vote, I I I get why you would vote for Zion. I because don't. but Zion missed so much of the season. So I don't know why you would vote for him. But um. I, if I were, I understand why you could vote for him. As a reminder, support for this episode and the following message came from Triangle Hearing Services of Cary. Triangle Hearing Services of Cary is where better hearing begins. Their doctors of audiology have over 40 years of experience and are basically considered experts in their field. At Triangle Hearing of Cary, Hearing Services of Cary, their number one priority is to improve the quality of a person's life through better hearing. Each patient will be fit with a hearing device that meets their own individual hearing needs. If you know someone who could benefit from their hearing services, have them call Triangle Hearing at 919-636-3006 to schedule an appointment or get more information with one of their doctors. If you call, you can be confident that you have chosen the best in hearing health care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Two Brothers in Their Sports podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Listen every week. Now we're releasing every Sunday morning to hear the latest in the sports world that week. We re- we like to do it Sunday because then you can hear the whole week of news. And listen wherever you get your favorite podcast. Also leave a review for what you want to hear as we do check those daily. And if you want us to talk about a topic, maybe an NFL team or a player, then let us know in the review. We may even feature you. Thanks and have a great rest of your day.